good friends. Slider Monroe here on the Watchdog Morning Show at 810 in the morning on a Wednesday, midweek edition. Wednesday means we've only got another 50 minutes left to go before we turn things over to the legislative watchdogs. But we have a, a busy hour to get into. We're going to talk about um, the uh, West Virginia uh, de uh, legislative Democrats want to have a special session of the legislature to deal with uh, jail staffing, foster care problems, and higher education. Mike Pushkin's going to come by and join us to talk about that. I uh, also want to talk here a little bit about um, the heat wave that's hitting uh, across the country. And got some. We talked about Phoenix yesterday. Bob was 116, is what Adam told us. That's about, you know how can you be 116? I want to talk about some of the problems that come when that occurs. Right now, let me tell you, it's 68 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 66 of the Highlands, 64 poolside at uh, my house in Elm Grove, and 65 degrees at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It's going to be a sunny day. High humidity will be in the low 90s, well, upper 80s to low 90s, depending on where you are and what time of day it is. A stray storm could start the morning tomorrow, but after sunrise, it'll be sunny again. Highs in the low 90s, and that's pretty much the case for the weekend as well. Um, Adam Fike says that if you get three days over 90, is that what he said? Three days in a row over 90, it makes it a heat wave by definition? That's what he said. And the other thing that he said that I was really interested in, Howard, was we get past this this weekend, and uh, the beginning of next week for sure just looks beautiful in the 80s for highs, but getting back down in the high 50s or maybe 60s for a low, Howard, we'll take that. Yeah, that's it's uh, it's going to be hot right now. So hot in Arizona. How hot is it, Howard? How, how hot is it? <laughs> the heat wave in Arizona, according to the Weather Channel, the Weather Channel says uh, uh, in Phoenix, they're going to have a cool down today. They're going to have a cool down. They'll only be 101 degrees. I'm sorry, no, not today. Next week, early next week, they're going to cool down to 101 degrees. But by the middle of next week, it'll be back up at 108. And again, we're talking about air temperature, not feels like temperature. Uh, we are likely to see 100 degree feels like temperatures this week if once we're in the mid 90s. It will probably feel like 100 or more around here. But their air temperature, a cool down is 101. A cool down is 101. Amazing. That's what made me think when you said, uh, well, by time next week, I thought you were going to say, well, they're all going to be dead by, by this time next week. You know, you can't, you can't live in these conditions. Here's a scary fact. Uh, according to the story I have here in front of me from the Associated Press, it is so hot in Arizona that doctors are seeing a spike in burn patients. Now you say to yourself, well, how, why, why burn? They're not touching the sun or anything. The burn centers are becoming maxed out, and about one-third of the patients at the burn centers in Arizona are people who just who tripped, listen to this, Bob, tripped and fell to the ground, you know, caught themselves, and touching the pavement, pavement so hot they, they got burns, had to go to the burn center. I can't imagine that. I mean, can you imagine? That's unbelievable. There are burn patients in the ICU after falling uh, on the ground outside. On a hot day, asphalt can be 40 to 60 degrees hotter than the air. If Phoenix was 116 yesterday, that meant the asphalt was felt like 156 degrees. I've been caught at the beach. You know, okay, I can go go here and go there and barefooted, and then had to claw, uh, you know cross pavement or. Or something like that, Howard. And I know, I mean, you're just, you, your feet are screaming to you saying, how could you be so damn dumb to walk on this right. pavement in your bare feet? Yep. That's that's every day, 24 hours a day out there. You can't, you got to be careful what you touch. And and, and people are, are going to the burn center. I mean, they're having to be treated for, I don't know, first, second degree burns, whatever, because of the, because they fell down and touched the ground. Or you're right, they walk on the, in fact, here's a story. Um, a uh, elementary school employee in Arizona, his shoes melted. His shoes melted while he was on crosswalk duty and helping kids cross the street from the school. He said he was out for about 30 minutes. When I was done, as I'm walking back, I trip. And I tripped because I looked down and my shoes had melted. He says they're no longer wearable. Yeah, probably not now that you've got melted shoes. Man, you know, you said it earlier, Bob. Is it the end of the world? I mean, is it the end? If you're in Phoenix and some of the cities around there, you, you've got to almost feel like it's the end of the world, right? I, I, again, I just can't imagine it. I can't imagine it for two days, let alone a couple weeks, and just keep on continuing the, your way of life. 
you know, man, they're pretty tough out there in Arizona, I we, guess. We get used to the heat, and we get used to sweating, and we get used to, you know, uh, but, man, imagine when it's so hot that your shoes melt when you're walking. Or that your feet burn if you don't have any shoes. And let me take a look here, Howard. we got to get through August yet. I, to my memory, August is always the hottest month of, of the season. So look out, Arizona. Yikes. Um, and this has been going on in Arizona. Oh, I don't have the story in front of me. I think Arizona, uh, Phoenix, I think, has now had 25 days in a row of over 100. Not over 100, over 110 degrees. 25 days in a row over 110 degrees. Whew. Amazing. All right, it is 8.15, quarter after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Going to talk about a, uh, a new business and uh, uh, meet top, top of the new doctor here in town in a minute. That's coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Frio Stack & Associates Auctioneers, Realtors, Certified Appraisers specializing in antiques, business liquidations, multi-parcel land auctions. Frio Stack & Associates is a regional business offering the executor, attorney, agent, and other individuals the most comprehensive and technologically advanced auction and appraisal services available. For information on our service, call our office at 304-233-3168 or email frioauc at aol.com. Frio Stack & Associates sells the earth and everything on it. Turn that radio dial and walk in because the guys from the Pine Room Podcast come right here to the Watchdog with a new, extended, and revamped show. Adding six more hours into the week, join the guys from the Pine Room Podcast every Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 noon to 3 o'clock to talk local, national, and global sports, news, pop culture, and everything in between. The Pine Room Podcast, right here on the Watchdog. You're gonna make a run and you plan on having fun. The one place you should know, Gumby's Grab and Go. It's summertime, it's summertime, and the living is easy, but the conversation is always topical and lively. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. I found my thrill. Wednesday morning edition of the Watchdog Morning Show. We are looking at 68 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 66 at the Highlands, 64 at my pool in Elm Grove, and 65 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. We're going to high into the maybe around 90 today, low upper 80s, low 90s perhaps during the day today. 
Uh, good news is we ain't going to get uh, 116 like they did in Phoenix. That's the good news. Well, I don't know, Howard. We just jumped up to 67 in, Whoa, in, in two hold seconds. On, hold on, check this. Yeah, that was uh, that was fast. All right, 67 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Dr. Christer, Christopher Deplaga is a Wheeling native, graduated from Marshall University, did dental school at WVU, and was a resident at Vanderbilt University. Brings a wide range of background uh, to a new medical uh, dental practice, which is here in Wheeling, and thought we'd take a little time to talk to him. Dr. DePlaga, good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we've been talking so much about all the problems caused by heat, not so much here, but, you know, in Phoenix and other places, they're actually having burns from people touching the ground and so on. I guess teeth at least don't get affected by the heat, right? That, that's that's true. It's funny because my, my uncle's actually out in Phoenix, and uh, he had to use a glove to open his car door yesterday. <laughs> well, I think we, we had some numbers yesterday. I think uh, it, the, the steering wheel, if it's in that sun for over an hour, will get to 167 degrees under the heat that Phoenix had. So I hope he had an asbestos glove. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's good. You, um, the, the um, I, I I forget the name. Center for Oral. What? It's it's a new practice here in Wheeling, right? A relatively new practice. Correct. Yeah, we're uh, right on Washington Avenue, uh, kind of adjacent from the co the coffee shop, um, on the same side as the Wheeling University um, entrance, just right down the street from there. But yeah, it's, uh, the building's been here for just a little over a year, and uh, I actually just got started officially on July sixth. Is this something? So it is. It's relatively new. Is is. Um Dentistry, I'm going to use that as a broad field. I know you're an oral surgeon, but dentistry in general. Is that something that was always of interest to you? Yeah, so um, I, I sparked an interest pretty early on, you know, probably about my senior year of high school. And um, I did, like you said, I, did, I went down to Marshall for undergrad for four years and then, uh, you know, finally ended up at, at West Virginia in their dental program. And then um, at that point, I just, you know, I decided uh, that I wanted to kind of further my education and become more specialized. So that's when I decided to uh, take on a residency at uh, Vanderbilt for oral surgery. So I could, have, I could have been done, you know, in practice general dentistry at the end of the four years after it's up to you, but uh, I wanted to keep going. I, I want to talk about oral surgery, particularly in your particular field, but in general, I tend to think that we all, we all forget we all don't pay enough attention to our teeth, you know. We don't pay enough attention to our mouths. I just think, you know, you get a pain in your toe, you'll go to the doctor, but we're not as quick to deal with our teeth. I mean, is that – do you find that to be the case? A hundred percent. You know, um, you know, people get these tooth infections, and they can definitely spiral out of control and land them up in the emergency department, you know. Um I mean, there was multiple called deep space head and neck infections caused by teeth that, you know, can be potentially life-threatening. So uh, it's definitely important to stay up on your dental care just as much as your medical care. I often hear someone say things like, I think I've got a tooth infection. And I say, well, what are you doing about it? Oh, it'll go away. You know, and that's, I, I, I think there's just, I don't know why that is, but there is a tendency for us not to pay as much attention to the pains in our mouth or the problems in our teeth yeah a lot of people just want to get an antibiotic and you know hope it goes away but you know the real the real way to treat it is to control the source of the, of the problem which is you know normally either getting the the tooth extracted or you know root canal um i favor the extraction portion obviously but um yeah i mean until the source is eliminated you're always at risk for infection you know i had root canal within the past year two of them as a matter of fact uh -huh. I, I was panicked about the, the phrase just sends shivers up and down my spine. It turned out not to be as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, they're they're actually not not as uh, I don't I don't know why they got such a bad rap. <laughs> to tell you the truth, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really a, a, I don't want to say straightforward, but it's it's not too too invasive. Um, you know, they just they kind of hollow out the tooth is all they're doing and just fill it with a, a material. I feel like I'm kind of downplaying that a little bit, but that's essentially all it is. Well, it, I mean, I, again, I only can speak for myself. I was panic-stricken. Oh, man, you know, you got to have a root canal. Yeah, oh, no. 
And I, you know, I think we talked about it on the air, Bob. Oh, I hope I could. I hope I'll be back in a week. You know, I'm gonna have to get a root canal tomorrow. I hope I'll be back in a week. And I was surprised at relatively. Maybe the key phrase there is relatively, relatively um, painless and relatively uh, easy. Uh, it was uh, again. It's a. It is. You know, it's a significant operation, if you will. But it it uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Let's put it that way. What kinds of things do you do? What does an oral surgeon do? When, what, uh, what, what is that all about? So, I mean, you know, we pre- a full scope of oral surgery, you know, can be as, as simple as a, a tooth extraction uh, and go as far as, you know, um, you know, people complain about DMJ pains that can be so severe, you know, people need those joints replaced. Um, I did a lot of those in residency as well as what we call corrective jaw surgeries. It's it's people with these skeletal deformities that um, affect their dentition. Um, and, you know, they'll go see an orthodontist, and the orthodontist can only do so much. And then we have to take over and create, you know, like kind of these controlled fractures and reposition their jaws. Um, there's also, you know, pathology that leads us to uh, removing the uh, a bone in the leg and replacing a portion of the jaw with that. So, I mean, it's pretty extensive. Um, yeah. If people come to you with a an, another problem and you you kind of say, look, you got a deeper problem. Is that what happens sometimes? Yeah. The uh, what I, you know what I'm really focusing on here in you know now into private practice is you know the extractions, the sedation with uh, you know wisdom teeth extraction, uh, really focusing in on you know the Im- implants. Um, the implant, dental implants nowadays are there's a, a big uh, digital workflow um, that's you know kind of advancing across the country and uh, you know people can come in same day get the tooth out implant in and a temporary tooth put on it's it's advancing relatively quickly because typically how it used to be is you'd get the tooth out wait a few months get yeah. the implant wait a few months and then get the crown so you were looking at almost a year until you from extraction to getting a tooth, now it's it's pretty immediate. It's much, uh, yeah, the, the speeded up process. Is it because of technology? It is. And um, some of the implant systems, one of which that I'm, I'm using is uh, the uh, how they surface the implants and design the threads on the implants has really just taken off. So that's what, I, you know, I try to just stay on top of all that so I can, you know, be, you know, have the best of the best. Um, so you you are the practice has been around for this particular uh, practice has been around for I'm trying to think I I remember approving the plans for this planning commission about a year maybe I'm, I'm losing track of time about a year maybe yeah so Dr Mandel and and myself are both in here we are separate practices however okay um, but he's been in here since last March and uh, he's still here but uh, and then like I said I just moved in July sixth. But, uh, you know, we're, like I said, we're, we're completely separate entities, but uh, we're both here. Are you seeing, uh, are people beginning to, to recognize you there and beginning to, uh, you know, to call for appointments and so on? Yeah, each day is getting, the phone seems to be ringing a little bit more each day um, and getting a little bit more referrals each day, too. So that's kind of a sh- reassuring. Everyone says just, you know, hold on, it'll, it'll explode here in a couple months. So I'm waiting for I'm waiting for that day. You're waiting for the explosion. Yeah, we're spending right. a few minutes with Doctor Christopher DePog. And Doc, I got to ask you this: uh, You get calls about cutting grass or your your rates on snow removal? <laughs> I haven't gotten any of those yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll come. I'm sure they'll come. Yeah, a little inside joke. Yeah, yes. no, no. The DePog name is quite well known for many things around the Ohio Valley. Absolutely. So, are you enjoying yourself? I am. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm loving life right now. I um, really am. You guys are open daily for. Uh, you're accepting new patients. Let me begin with that question. Yes. Oh yeah, new patients. Um, we're open Monday through Friday, eight to five, um, and then you know, on a if needed for any emergencies, you know, we can take those out. You know, after hours or. Right. Uh, folks should just call if they want to make an appointment uh, or, or get more information. They can do that. You've got a nice website as well. But what's the phone number, uh, uh, Chris? Yeah, our phone number is 
888-8409. And then the, uh, the website's actually probably going to launch here in the next day or two, um, definitely by the end of the week. And people can uh, make appointments online and fill out their, patient, their information before they get to the office. And, uh, you know, the general dentist can also make referrals through the website as well. Um, and that website is Wheeling Center for OS.com. Wheeling Center for OS. That will be oral surgery. OS.com. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, listen, wish you well. Um, appreciate you sharing some information with us this morning. And uh, um, good luck as the business moves forward. Thank you very much. Good talking to you. All right. Thanks a lot. Dr. Christopher DePlaga, an oral surgeon at the uh, Center for Oral Surgery here in Wheeling. They're on Washington Avenue. I know what their building looks like because I approved the plans for it on the Planning Commission. Nice-looking building, by the way. Uh, that's the best I can tell you. I haven't been inside it, but a nice-looking building. right? Right. It's actually it's address is Washington Avenue, but it's kind of on the corner of Washington Avenue and one of the side streets there, but you'll, you'll find it. Uh, it's always fun sometimes just to talk about new people in town or new businesses in town. So thank you to Dr. Christopher DePlaga. And your question was a good one, <laughs> Bob, because there's another Chris DePlaga who, you know, runs the landscaping place. So absolutely. 831, 29 till the hour. Mike Pushkin going to join us in the next half hour. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Tater Long with your 7 News headlines on this July the 26th. The state of the city was an opportunity to reflect on Wheeling's progress and to honor the people who made it possible. During the annual State of the City, Mayor Glenn Elliott recognized individuals and organizations for all they've done to help the friendly city make major steps towards the future. In his address, Mayor Elliott honored Dr. John Devlin, business owner Jessica Barclay, and Vanessa Craig, Frank O'Brien, Christy Ferguson, and the Friends of the Wheeling Organization. Bishop Darrell Cummings was the recipient of the Community Spirit Award. This year's Gateway Award was given to Harry Hamm, who was a former editor at the Wheeling News Register. And over to Brook County, a man who allegedly made threats toward law enforcement has been taken into custody. William Billy DeWall was arrested Monday afternoon in a residence in Fallensby. Sheriff Richard Beatty says a huge part of getting him in custody was with the community's help and the tips that they shared. Last Friday, a release was sent out from the Sheriff's Department saying they were looking for DeWall due to multiple warrants on two separate motor vehicle thefts and for allegedly making threats towards victims and law enforcement. He is currently in the Northern Regional Jail. Stay with 7 News for updates on this case. And over to the Buckeye State, Governor Mike DeWine kicked off the Ohio School Safety Summit yesterday with opening remarks. He met with members of the Ohio School Safety Center's Student Safety Advisory Council after the summit. Governor DeWine also gave remarks on the East Palestine train derailment, saying that it was Norfolk Southern's train, their fault, and their wreck. He says they're the ones who are responsible, but they are doing everything that the local mayor has asked to be done. And the Bethlehem Fire Department is conducting a fire hydrant testing campaign in the village neighborhoods to ensure that they are all functioning properly. More details on daily testing, you can visit the Bethlehem VFD Facebook page. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445.
When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Primanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problems. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On Tuesday's edition of the show, we'll keep you updated on what's going on in Major League and Minor League Baseball. Dave Bryan will be here to talk about the Steelers. And Tom Brang joins me at 5, plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. And your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Airport 66 of the Highlands, 65, poolside in Elm Grove, down by my house. And would you say 67? Well, let's give it a second here. Uh, yeah, 67. 67 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Um, off the text line, I should mention the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Um, talk about the heat. Uh, Howard Rhodes buckle from the heat from expansion. Well, yes, that is true. Uh, in fact, I saw a video of a of a road. I don't know if it was in Phoenix, but in one of those super hot cities where the road just literally buckled and then fell apart. So, again, all kinds of problems that uh, uh, that occur there. Uh, all right, off the uh, Frio Stack auction service text line. Damn it, Howard! When is your tune-in radio going to be back on? I have tried to explain this multiple times, so let me try it again. We were off on our streaming audio for about a week because we switched services. We are back up on our streaming audio at watchdognetwork.com. We, us, here, own and operate watchdognetwork.com. TuneIn Radio is a third-party application with which we have to work a contract out. And while we have had that in the past, we currently do not. I believe we likely will, but we are currently not on TuneIn Radio. Don't ask me every day because I don't know that we'll ever get it back. It truly doesn't make any difference. Watchdognetwork.com will work on your smartphone, will work on your tablet, will work on your computer, Go to watchdognetwork.com, and right there on the front page, the very first thing that comes up, there will be two buttons. One says WVOY, one says WKKX. Push that button, and you'll hear the streaming audio. Uh, when TuneIn Radio, if we re-sign re with TuneIn Radio, I'll let you know. But again, the difference is our website is our website. We own it. We work on it. We can control it, and we put things as soon as the stream was ready, bam, we put it on. Tune in radio, different story. That's a third-party uh, contract that we have. So I don't know if that's going to stop people. From I think that. it clears everything up, Howard. Yeah, I know it clears everything up, but I don't. don't so don't, the answer is maybe never. You know, I you don't might. know that's going to stop people from asking me, "Where's it coming? Where's it coming? Where's it coming?" Tomorrow on the show, we'll apparently t have more talk about UFOs. I don't have any guests scheduled, but today is that hearing in Congress again on UFOs or UAPs. The hearing will explore. Uh, the national security implications of UFOs and public safety. So we'll probably have some uh, some more talk about that tomorrow. 
uh, following up on whatever is said and done on those hearings. Also tomorrow uh, here on the show, we're going to talk with Seth uh, Stefano from uh, the Washington Center on Budget and Policy about the fact that uh, if you're on SNAP, basically food stamps, if you will, in West Virginia, uh, big, big cutbacks coming back from the federal government, and what's that going to mean? We'll talk about that with Seth tomorrow. And also, you know, I talk about, I still don't understand AI, Bob. I, I know it's artificial intelligence, and I know that it's controlling everything, and they say that AI could even take our jobs someday and is taking disc jockeys' jobs away. I don't fully understand it. Um, but we're going to talk tomorrow to a researcher who says we need to start thinking about how AI deep fakes, those superly well-made fake videos, uh, could, uh, could impact the uh, elections in the next couple of years. So we're going to start seeing a lot of deep fakes that you'll see it on social media someplace. Say, oh, wow, that's terrible that so-and-so did that. And it's not true. Wait, uh, if those wackadoos believe it now, wait till they actually see it, Howard. Oh, yeah, goodness. That's exactly right. So um, there's some what's coming up tomorrow here on the Watchdog Morning Show. The uh, Democrats in West Virginia um, want to have a special session of the legislature to talk about a couple of key issues. They are issues that have been pending for a good while. I'll ask Mike Pushkin about that coming up next here on the program. Update your home's exterior with 11% off everything at Menards. Protect your home with Timbercrest Premium Vinyl Siding. This low-maintenance siding is made to last and comes ready to install. Choose from nine popular colors, all backed by a limited lifetime warranty. Save 11% on your entire siding project now at Menards. Good through July 30th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Who wants craft beer? Saturday, August 19th, the Mountaineer Brewfest, brought to you by Wheeling Island Hotel Casino Racetrack, is back at Wheeling Heritage Port, showcasing craft beers from West Virginia's finest brewers. With great food, live entertainment, and many more craft beer selections in our beer garden, it's a wild and wonderful time, and you don't want to miss out. Proceeds benefit the Family Service Upper Ohio Valley. Get your tickets now at mountaineerbrewfest.com. Experience Undo's Upper Ohio Valley Italian Heritage Festival 40th Anniversary, July 28th, 29th, and 30th at the spectacular Wheeling Heritage Port, one of the largest Italian festivals in the U.S. Enjoy three days of food, family, and tradition with authentic cuisines, gourmet Italian wines, demonstrations, dozens of street vendors, My Way Cafe, bocce tournament, veterans appreciation ceremony, Sunday Mass, Little Italy, entertainment like traditional Italian music, Ray Massa, Amici, and featuring the Skyliners on Saturday. Explore an exciting river festival with arts and crafts and games. Visit us on italyfest.org and Facebook. Undo's Upper Ohio Valley Italian Heritage Festival, sponsored by West Virginia Lottery, West Virginia Department of Arts, Culture, and History, Main Street Bank, Ohio County Commission, The Health Plan, DiCarlo's Pizza, and Wheeling Convention and Visitors Bureau. Wild, wonderful West Virginia. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I see trees of green. Red roses too. I see them blue. For me and you. And I think to myself. What a wonderful 68 at the airport, 66 at the Highlands, 65 at my pool in the Elm Grove section of Wheeling, and 67 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Sunny today, hot, high humidity. Call it around 90, maybe a little above, a little below throughout the day today. Could see some rain coming in this evening. And tomorrow, again, sunny in the low 90s. And Friday for the kickoff of the Italian Festival, Mostly sunny skies. Temperatures will be in the 90s. Uh, but again, it's likely that we'll see uh, feels like temperatures close to 100. So you do want to stay hydrated if you're out for the Italian festival or anything else for that matter. And again, as much as fun as it is when you go to the Italian festival having some beers, that's not the way you hydrate. Have some beer, but also have some water along with it. Uh, we will be there on Friday. All day long. Uh we're all pretty much all day. Uh, 12 to 3, we'll kick things off with the Watchdog Boys. 
the podcast guys uh, that will be there from 12 to 3. From 3 to 4, it's the Saturday Sports Huddle. Dr. Angelo Georges, your host, will be there. I'm not sure who else. Uh, then from 4 to 5, good old boys on sports, myself, Bear, uh, Brian Beresford, Bear and Bob will be there with special guest Donnie Gilbert, who we also ought to give a plug, Howard. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Thursday from 12 to 3, the Donnie Gilbert Show will be broadcasting live from the Grecian Festival down in uh, Center Wheeling. Well, if you like some ethnic food, you got plenty of chance to get it. This is the weekend for you. Get a hero tomorrow, or all weekend long, for that matter, but get a hero at the uh, Greek uh, Festival. Um, and all other kinds of Greek food. That's, that's what I want. Is the, I'd love to watch him shave that lamb. Oh, yeah. Greg, that hero for sure. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I must start. Uh, I must start my Friday afternoon with one, what's that, Bob? That would be the Sons of Italy, that, uh, that tr- uh, just tremendous, tremendous uh-huh. uh, s- a sandwich that everybody talks about. Yeah, uh, I was talking earlier. You could hear it. I was quiet down there. My stomach's already rumbling. and now thinking about Sons of Italy hot sausage sandwiches. I mean, it's legendary. People, people uh, that come to the festival, they, they, they think, I think most, there's probably some out there that say, ah, it's not, not for me, but well, I don't they, know how it shouldn't be. be there. What's nah, what's the matter? You're not Italian. Get out of here. We don't want your hair. We don't want your kind. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a tremendous sandwich, and my mouth is watering. I can't wait. Just thinking about it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and we'll be broadcasting again. Donnie will be noon to 3 tomorrow. Uh, yeah, tomorrow uh, at the Greek Festival in Center Wheeling, and then uh, the Pine Room guys will kick things off at noon on uh, Friday down at the Italian Fest. Please stop by if you're down there. Please. You know, grab yourself a hot sausage sandwich or a beer or a, or a lemonade or what. That's the depressing thing to me is I'll be grabbing a lemonade probably instead of my usual beer. It's been, I don't know, the last time, I don't think you and I have been down there since I haven't, both of us have been drinking less alcohol. Yeah, we haven't been there sober together, that's for sure. Yeah, we'll give it a try this time. Anyway, uh, be sh- and stop by our booth. Um, you'll you'll see us. We'll have banners and signs and stuff. Be right there by the beer garden. Imagine that. Yeah, quite a big surprise. And say hello uh, to all the Pine Room guys. Uh, you've been listening to them. They're a new part of our team. They do an absolutely phenomenal job. I was listening to the Pine Room broadcast yesterday. They do a great job. Uh, listen to them. Stop by, visit, say hello to them. Uh, Bob and Bear uh, and and Donnie. Uh, say hello to everybody. All right, I want to say hello to Mike Pushkin, who is a, uh, a delegate uh, from Kanawha County and also is West Virginia's uh, Democratic Party chairman. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, all that talk about that the uh, sandwiches and gyros, are, you're making me hungry, and I just had breakfast. <laughs> well, I haven't had breakfast, so I'm really hungry. And uh, But I, I, could eat, I, could, I could eat all of that. That's, uh, that's for sure. Mike, um, there's a, there's a um, interim meetings are coming up not too far away I think down in Charleston but you and your fellow Democrats uh, are encouraging the governor to call a special session is that right? Yeah, we we put out a a letter sent a letter to the governor and to Republican leadership uh, last week uh, calling uh, for a special session. I, I sincerely hope we do have a special session. Um, it, in regards to just a few weeks ago, the governor made a bit of an early victory lap when they got the first uh, uh, you know, revenue numbers. And we know a lot of that is, is due to the fact that the governor tends to manipulate the process a little bit. He will put out a real a low ball estimate. Um, and then when the revenue numbers come back in, it's always above that estimate. He can tout you know, a record surplus. Now, whether or not that surplus is actually there, also what happens when when uh, when when you put out a, a low a low estimate, that's what the legislature bases its budget on, and that means we're not um, put it, paying the proper attention and prioritizing uh, some of the areas of state government where we're really in crisis mode. Unfortunately, that's many areas of state government right now where we are really uh, in crisis mode. Mike, am I, uh, the am, one you're am, the I am I right, Mike, that the once upon a time the legislature could have created its own budget, but I don't think you can do that anymore, right? You are required to follow the budget given by the governor. That the legislature puts out a the governor puts out a um, the, the, his budget. The legislature does change the budget. Uh, sometimes it'll start in the House, then go to the Senate. It's based, but it has to be based on the numbers that that, that are estimated by the governor. And, and, and then that's a, a way that they have been able to really manipulate the process and, and you know, tout what they call a flat budget. But what that means in reality 
is we have underpaid correctional officers, uh, what correctional officers we have left. We have a, a staffing shortage in our jails and prisons. That's an understatement. We're actually in a state of emergency now coming up on a year. I believe it'll be, we'll have the, hit the anniversary during interims of when the governor called a state of emergency in regards to our prisons and sent in the National Guard. That's not a sustainable situation. Uh, we can't continue to go on like that. So that's one of the issues uh, that my colleagues in the Democratic Caucus in the House have called for to be addressed during the special session. And there is some bipartisan talk about that. I hope we come up with a real solution, what that solution looks like. A part of it, part of it, I think the part that they might have the political will to address, hopefully, would be to um, change the, the pay uh, schedule and like right. just the whole method of payment for correctional officer, maybe make it look more like the military where, where you're also not just bringing in you know, uh, sign-on bonuses, but also uh, letting the, the, the veterans, folks who have been there for a while, know that they are also valued and paying based on seniority and rank, and, and that would be a better way to retain some of the more experienced uh, officers that we have and hopefully bring some more in uh, because we cannot operate our prisons uh, with the National Guard being in there to staff it and having um, you know non-correctional um, uh, non officer staff, like support staff, working as prison guards. Uh, it's, a, it's an incredibly dangerous situation. It's dangerous for the folks that work there. It's dangerous for the inmates. And I mean, there's when, when you got somebody working a, a 12, 14 hour shift because there's not enough uh, there's not enough employees there to fill out all the shifts, and then say they work, they live 50 miles away from the prison, sometimes more. Uh, you're talking about a dangerous situation, just driving back and forth from work uh, after working shifts like that. It's a dangerous situation; it needs to be addressed. You know, Mike, we are it, it's, also, it's, uh, we, it's, have, we have other issues. I, I want to get. I want. Let's yeah. stay with the jail for a second because what amazes okay. me is. This is a definable problem that everybody, or almost everybody, agrees is a problem. You know, Democrats, Republicans, left, right, whatever, uh, the governor's administration and the legislature, everybody says it's a problem, everybody acknowledges it, and that's point one. Separate point is we have, according to the governor's own numbers, a significant amount of revenue surplus to work with, so why can't we get the problem solved? I mean, I don't understand why it's taken this long. Well, that would be a good question to ask the governor. That would be a good question to ask uh, Senate President Blair, uh, Speaker Hanshaw. Uh, they are uh, they're in control of the, of the supermajority, and they set the agenda. Uh, we have solutions to this on the Democratic side. That's it. It's to change the, the pay scale, so you're valuing the folks that have been there for a while. Uh, while bringing in, in and more people. And we, there's other issues about the jails and prisons we need to address. I'm not sure if the Republicans have the political will uh, to do so, uh, but when you have the majority of the jail population is, uh, is pre-trial, often pre-trial misdemeanors, I think we also need to look at, at uh, how we set bonds in this state. Uh, they've not been able to take a real serious look at that, but that's something we need to look at as well. In addition to the jail concerns, uh, the foster care system is one that has been identified as a serious problem. Again, most folks concur that there's something needs to be done. Uh, what what should be done? It's a it's not just a serious problem. It, it's probably it might be the most serious problem, the biggest crisis facing our state, yeah, because of the uh, you know the drug epidemic that has ravaged uh, this part of the country, uh, especially here in West Virginia. Uh, some of the byproduct of that is we have a lot of, of children who have been removed from their homes and placed in state custody, uh, around 8,000, 8,000 children in state custody. Uh, we just heard a report um, just last week that there were 300 children that ran away from the foster care system last mm. year. Their conditions are so bad that they would rather sleep on the streets or sleep in the woods uh, than remain in their placement or in a group home or in whatever setting uh, that they're in. We've also heard reports, and this is going to be coming out soon, uh, that it's been a common practice of, of, uh, for the DHHR to have some of the older children, uh, teenage foster children, uh, placed in, in hotels in the state with very little supervision. I think any parent in this state, parent of a teenager, just to 
would think about that is in, in, in complete horror of if there was their child just being left at a hotel to fend for themselves with very little adult supervision. So first of all, you got to put this on the front burner. This is a big issue in this state because of the drug epidemic. So what you, you could do is work with the families ahead of time, make, put the resources out there so there are less removals. In the cases where they have to be, you work with the foster and kinship families to make it easier for them to take care of these children. We make it very difficult for these foster families to step up and provide loving homes for these children. And that's where the, that, that's the type of placement they need to be in, uh, not in a group home and definitely not abandoned at a hotel. I think the first step, though, is to prioritize it and actually talk about it and not just shove it under the rug. It's a problem that's not going away, and if you don't take care of these children – uh, these children are the future of West Virginia, 8,000 of them, and that should be our, our top priority right now. The DHHR but, is – It is a byproduct of the, of the drug epidemic, and that's something the governor hasn't taken seriously. When you have the Office of Drug Control Policy, that's the, the, the – you know, that sets the drug policy for our state. That office has been sitting vacant for nearly eight months. Yeah. So tell me the governor has prioritized the drug problems in this state. He's more concerned about the next office he's seeking. He's more concerned about getting an office in Washington, D.C. than he is about showing up at his office in Charleston. He doesn't do his job, and we're paying for it. We need a governor right now. I want to get one more issue in here before I have to wrap things up. Uh, and I've, In fact, I've been meaning to, to call you and talk about this pre prior to today, and that is the, the – Fiscal crisis occurring at WVU. I mean, what, $45 million big financial gap they've got there. They're trying to figure <clears> out <throat> what to do about it. The university is, is, is contorting itself to make changes, and maybe they'll be for the good, I hope. But um, that's, that's a real – that's a serious problem for our major institution, the land-grant university in the state, to be facing that kind yeah. of problem, to have to go through all of these uh, cutbacks and, and uh, mergers and so on inside the university. Well, that, that was the third issue that we, the, the Democrats in the House want to address in this special session. Uh, the first, of course, is, is the crisis, the now state of, year-long state of emergency we've been under in our jails and prisons, our, our, our foster care crisis, which has been out of control for years, inhumane what's going on over there. And, and lastly, to prioritize higher education and support for higher education in our state. It's not just WVU. So there are uh, universities and colleges and uh, institutions of higher higher learning that are suffering throughout the state. There was just a story about Alderson Broad, the school that's been there for well over a hundred years. I mean, they almost had to close their doors, and now see where they yeah. they're faced with uh, you know six figure high six figure uh, utility bills that they can't pay, and they're not getting enough assistance uh, from the governor, not getting enough assistance from the state legislature. It hasn't been a priority. Um, so when the governor, you know, touts this this record surplus, that doesn't mean a whole lot to a you know a, a, a freshman who's not sure if they're going to be able to finish their course of study in the state of West Virginia because that course of study is on the chopping block. That doesn't mean a whole lot to them. It doesn't mean a whole lot to a, a correctional officer that has to drive 100 miles back and forth from work after working a 14-hour shift. And it definitely doesn't mean anything to a foster care, a child in foster care who's getting abandoned at a hotel. I don't so know. If look, I don't know. If looking, I don't know if looking back is helpful, but it is interesting. The, the Center on Budget and Policy in the state has said that if the legislature had simply been funding at a reasonable level all along, we wouldn't be seeing the serious kinds of problems in higher education we're seeing right now. I agree. It has not been a priority for this legislature because you're getting – and I go back to my original point. When you're getting lowball estimates that are being manipulated by the governor so he can tout an artificial surplus, then that's what the legislature has to base its budget on. Okay, So he's giving a very low figure there. The budget's based on that. You have uh, a supermajority in the legislature that wants to you – know, it prides itself on these flat budgets. Well, that, what that really means is you're not funding higher education. You're not taking care of, of our, our basic um, services like jails and prisons, and it means you're not taking care of the most vulnerable uh, segment of our, of our society, children in state custody. And they should be ashamed of themselves going around and bragging about the job they're doing. They are failing the state right now. Mike, I'm almost out of time, less than a minute left. But just very quickly, have you had a response from the governor on calling a special session? 
they, there's been talk about a special session, one day special session, possibly to address the uh, the prisons. I think we have much greater problems than just that. I think it's a deeper issue than what they're actually talking about, but there still has been no consensus reached. What what they need to do or reach out to the people who are impacted by it, uh, starting with the staff and the correctional officers in our jails and prisons. I know that's what we've done on the Democratic side. We talk to the people it's actually affecting and try to come up with a solution. We talk to kinship and foster families and see what we can do to make it easier for them to open up their homes to a child that has nobody else to look out for. All right, Mike, I, Mike, I uh, wish you, Mike, I wish you well. I'm hitting up on the clock here. Um, good conversation. I, key, what bothers me is these are all major issues. These aren't little things. These are all major issues that— you know, we can't keep putting on the back burner, and I'll, I'll be curious to see what, if anything, the governor and the uh, GOP leadership uh, in the House and the Senate want to do about it. You and I will keep in touch. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining me today. i got to run. Hey, thanks. Behave yourself at the Italian Festival. I'll do my best. I used to get crazier <laughs> than I can anymore. Thanks a lot. Uh, Mike Pushkin, the Democratic Party chair in West Virginia. Tomorrow morning, see you at 7 o'clock. The Watchdogs are next. I think to myself, what a wonderful world. New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani has conceded that he made false statements about the Georgia election workers, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, who are suing him for defamation. Former Marine Trevor Reed, freed in a prisoner exchange with Russia last year, wounded on the battlefield in Ukraine. ABC's Ian Panel in Ukraine with more on how that might affect the other Americans currently in Russian detention. Paul Whelan, another former U.S. Marine, has been wrongfully detained in Russia since 2018. Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich has also been wrongfully detained since March of this year. In the wake of Reed's injuries, questions now about how it might affect negotiations for their release. The heat wave widening. ABC's Victor Okendo in the Florida Keys. July, it's on track to be the Earth's hottest month on record. This heat, it's blanketing much of the U.S. Florida among the states hit especially hard, and it's wreaking havoc in Europe, too. Right now, this water, it does feel like a hot tub when it's this warm. This time of year, it's definitely concerning. As hurricane season ramps up, it could act like fuel. For a strong storm. ABC's Victor Okendo. You're listening to ABC News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So, what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to